0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: And I pray every single day for the member that sickness cannot touch our member. Every time I heard about sickness, I'm so mad because... I know that sickness really, really tear people down and cause people to be really suffer. So I really pray for you every single day that cancer and sickness and disease will not be in this house. Amen? You like that? Amen. We like to have God's protection. Before I preach the Word of God, I'd like to remind you a couple of things. We have a lot of teachings in the past years that we record into the MP3 and CD technology. And I would like all of you to really grow and become strong in the Lord. And in order to grow, we need a few things. If you want to be strong physically, what you need to do, you need to have good oxygen. You need to have good air to breathe. You need to have good food, healthy food. You need to be in the good house that you are loved. This morning, Pastor Dan and I talked about our grand Son and granddaughter, we say that oh all this love that we give to them, they don't remember. They began to remember about the love in the house maybe about five years old. But the touch, the holding, the love that we give to our grandchildren will be imprinted into them because they live in the house of love, in the family of love. So it touched their life somehow somehow, even though they don't remember that Pastor Dad changed the diaper this morning for him. He will not remember, but the love. So we need a good church. We need a good fellowship. We need good food. We need the air. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit. My desire is that you're not just sitting here to be baby Christian forever. I want you to grow, to become strong, so that you can go out and bless other people, so that you can lead your family in the right way. You can lead your wife. You can lead your kids to the way of God, not to be a weak Christian that will be slapped right or left by the enemy. But I want you to be strong. So we try to do everything in this church to help you to be strong, such as we produce a lot of food. The sermon I preached today, I wrote it many months ago, and the whole day yesterday, besides some waiting and something I have to do, I read this sermon four times because I want to feed you good food. Pastor Da saw that with her own eyes. I was reading and reading and trying to meditate on it, what God wants me to say today. So I want to feed you very good food every single Sunday. I want you to grow. Not only that, in order to grow, we need to have fellowship. Oh, by the way, the word. We have the technology. And I decided not to sell any teaching at all. No selling, no making money out of the word. I received the revelation from God for free. I'm going to give it for free. So That's why please download all the teaching into your hard drive. Nowadays, it's so cheap. You can go get from whatever store or any place. I don't want to mention the name. Otherwise, I think that I have the stock market there. So stock, uh, holding the stock. So any place you can buy the hard drive and come and download. And I can download for you. And you listen, get in the car, listen to the sermons, listen to the Word of God. Because the more you feed your souls and your spirit with the word, the stronger you will be. And you will not make wrong decision. You will not make mistakes in your life. You know exactly what God say. You will make the right choice every single day. Amen? Because you know the word. And not only that, we need to have fellowship. We need to have a nice uh, a family. And when the church gets bigger, it's hard to have a family in the church on Sunday. Sunday is a celebration time. So when you go to the care group, the small groups, the home group, you're going to have a family there that you can encourage one another. You can hear testimony and testimony how God works in people's lives. They pray for one another. And you can see the God answer the prayer in the care group. I heard all the time that people who have gone to care group receive the answer from prayer in the care group. God really honors the fellowship because that is His will. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, He said that this is a message which we have heard from Him and declared to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light and He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus when we fellowship with one another in the care group in the small group then the blood of jesus his son cleanses us from all sin so when we come to fellowship we will be built up to walk our christian walk in a very strong way amen so i like to encourage all of you to set aside the time to go to the home group and fellowship group i know it's hard to start at the beginning but if you do it for a while, it's going to be your habit. I am looking forward to care group every week. I want to meet my brother and sister. I want to shake hands with them. I want to hug them. I want to be with them. So please, looking in the bulletin, whatever our website, whatever care group that you want to join and will fit you. You can try to visit different groups and see which care group will be the best for your life. Amen. They have many care groups here in the church. Amen. So I want you to really go to care group. And listen to the Word of God. We have youth care group. We have a student care group. We have family care group. We have a lot of care groups in the church or fellowship group. Not only that, we want the Holy Spirit to touch your life. The Word of God is just a knowledge into your brain. But when the Holy Spirit touch, touches you, He will do the, perform the surgery, maybe plastic surgery, maybe some kind of surgery that will cut out some curses and bondage. That's why our church believes in the touch of the Spirit. You have a pastor who is a doctor. So I always think like medical field. I always think medical way. And I mentioned to one sister and brother last Sunday evening that as a doctor, when you look at people's lives, you don't want any cancer, any sickness, any bad things in their body. You want to get rid of all of them. You want to give good medicine. You want to cut bad things out of people's life. In the church, I feel the same way. I want the Holy Spirit to come in and operate on you and remove the curses and bondage, remove all the demonic activities and sickness in your life so that you will be healthy and strong. The reason I let the Holy Spirit touch you, I want to tell you the truth because I love you so much. And I want you to be strong Christians. Amen. I want you to be healthy, strong in every single way financially physically spiritually mentally so that's why we allow the holy spirit to touch people in the church it's not just about laying out of hand and falling down and laughing and it's deeper than that it's about god come and clean up the church and make you strong amen hallelujah and that's what happened to me in the past 10 years i allowed the holy spirit to touch me all the time i'm very healthy and strong spiritually mentally physically all these years i rarely get sick because god cleanse me, touch me, operate on me on a regular basis every single Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you okay? You love to be in the house of God? I love to be in the house of God. We have taught taught about ruling and reigning in righteousness. Ruling and reigning since the camp. And if you did not listen to those sermons, I would like to encourage all of you to get those sermons to listen again and again and again. I believe that God wants us to rule and reign in this life. He does, he does not want us to be defeated people. He wants us to be a victor, not a, not a victim. He doesn't want us to be living in this life like just a weak Christian, that the enemy or the circumstances of life slap us right and left. He wants us to be able to stand up and rule and reign and have victory in life. And this promise of God is for every single Christian. It's not only for the pastor. It's not only for the preacher. But for everyone to be able to stand up, chest up, chin up, and rule and reign as kings on earth in this life. Amen. So God wants to teach us and the way I teach the Word of God, I like to go the whole thing, so that we don't understand a subject only partially, but we understand a subject in the Bible completely. That's why I teach in series and series and series. Now we are in the series of ruling and reigning. I stopped for a couple of weeks because I want to uh, match up with another service, so I don't have to read many sermons a day. So we want you to understand completely. The principle in the Bible, how to rule and reign in life. And now I think I come to the fifth sermon. And I want to tell you the truth. Today, I cannot finish the sermon. The reason, because I don't want to rush. I want you to get the message. I want the truth to really get into your spirit today. And you can really go and practice it. And you will know what belongs to you. Amen. That's why I will not rush at all. I'm going to go slowly and make sure you get the prescription well. You know exactly how to take the medication. I don't want you to take the medication in the wrong way because it will cause damage to you. I lost one patient who took too much Tylenol. One day I got a phone call. You know, paracetamol or Tylenol, Or acetaminophen, if you took it too much, more than 2,000 milligrams a day, the liver will be killed and you can die. That lady took too much Tylenol that day and the liver failed and she died. If you take the medication in the wrong way, you're in trouble. God's word is a medicine. God's word will give you good health, divine health. So if you're going to take it, take it right. Amen. That's why as a doctor, I need to give you prescription. And I need to tell you how to take it three times a day after meal or before meal, whatever. I'm going to go slowly explaining to the patient today. Amen? Amen. We're not even going to be in a hurry. Let's read the Word of God in Romans chapter 5, verses 8 to 10. When you read this scripture, you will see a few key words that help you to understand ruling and reigning. I want to tell you ahead of time. So when I read, you will pay attention. The key word is sin, death, life, Jesus, the gift, grace, and righteousness. These are seven words that keep keep repeating again and again in these verses. Because if we understand all these things, we can rule and reign in life. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were sinners. We were controlled by sin and death. But Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified. The word justified is a little bit kind of over your head. I just want to change into the simple word. Having now been made righteous by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath, Through him, mean through Jesus. You can see sin, Christ, righteous, being made righteous or justified, and the blood of Jesus. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, I like that word, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. This scripture says that We were sinners, but by the death of Jesus Christ, by the shedding of His blood, we have been saved. We are not under the influence of sin and death any longer, but we have the right to walk boldly. We don't have to be afraid of the wrath of God or the judgment of God, and we can walk boldly and have life through His life. Let's continue to read verses 11 to 17. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. We was enemy with God, and now we reconcile to God. We become a son and a daughter of God, or friend of God. Therefore, just as through one man, whose, which man is that? Adam. Sin entered the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men, because all sin. Adam sinned, sin came into the world. All human beings are sinners. And because of that, we all were under the influence of sin. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. So, because man's sin, death is the result of sin. When we talk about death, we are not talking about just stop breathing, heart stop beating. But all forms of death on earth here destruction, poverty, sickness, disease, broken relationship, sadness, could not sleep, all kinds of sin happen in the world. Before I became a Christian, I was very high. I had good education. I had money. My dad was quite wealthy, but I did not have happiness. I was influenced by death. No happiness in my heart. I and Pastor Dar were quarreling all the time. We did not have good relationship because the form of death has affected our relationship due to sin. But, I talk about key word, death, sin, Jesus. Now, The free gift is not like the offense. Now we talk about gift. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God. Everyone say the grace of God. And the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which come from an offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, everyone say free gift. free gift. We're going to talk about free gift today. Which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. Everyone say justification. justification. What does it mean? This free gift makes us righteous. Justification means made righteous. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Before we came to know Jesus, death reigned in our life. We were in a lot of problems and troubles. But much more, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, everyone say gift. What gift is that? Gift of righteousness or justification will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. The Bible says clearly, That at the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. And God gave Adam and Eve the authority and dominion to reign on earth here. He made everything perfect. But unfortunately, Adam and Eve sinned against God. And they gave that authority to the devil. Then the devil, who is the God of death, he is the ruler of death, reign on earth today. That's why the Bible says, death it's raining on earth. Now, in the world, when you look at the TV, news, and read newspaper, every single day, you see all kinds of heartache, death, destructions, lack, sickness, abuse, all kinds of these thing problems, all these problems happen on earth. It's not the will of God. It's not the original plan and purpose of God. But all these things happen because man has the free choice of free will. Man ch- chooses to rebel against God. And what happened? The sickness and disease and all these things attack man. Death attack man because man has a free choice of free will to rebel against God. In the beginning, it was not like that. But thank God, one day it will come to an end when Jesus Christ came back to rule and reign on earth here for 1,000 years, the original plan of God will come back again. On that day, we will not die anymore. On that day, flower will not die. Animals will not die. On that day, the devil will be locked up and all the people will be under the ruling and reigning authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you the good news we are getting closer and closer to that day, the day that Jesus will come back to rule and reign. And no more sickness, no more disease, no more neurosurgeon, no more eye doctors, no more chiropractor on that day. When he comes to rule and reign, it will be perfect. And we're going to rule and reign with him for 1,000 years. But before that, God is training us to rule and reign. I believe now we are living in a time of so much, the revelation from God from in the Word of God. We understand the Word of God more than many people 100 years ago because God has brought revelation to the body of Christ. And in order to reign and rule, the Bible says clearly, let me read one more time. Much more in verse 17. Those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, who can rule and reign in this life? Will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Definitely that person needs to have a relationship with Jesus. But what kind of person who knows Jesus, who have a relationship with Jesus can rule and reign, can tell sickness to stop, can tell the wind to stop, To tell demon to leave your life, to leave your home. Who can have that authority to rule and reign? That person needs to have two things in life. Not only the relationship with Jesus, but we need to have, number one, abundance of grace. Two, we need to have the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. Everyone say, abundance of grace. Do you know what abundance means? Abundance means more than enough, leftover, overflowing. God wants to give us grace. What does it mean, grace? If we can rule and reign by the abundance of grace, it means that it's not your own effort. Grace is something you don't get it by earning it, working on it, buying it, paying for it, it's free. And God gives the grace of God for free in an abundant way. You don't earn it. Everyone say, I don't earn grace. I don't develop grace. It's gift. God gives you the grace by His love and mercy. What does it mean, grace? Grace or unmerited grace favor of God. You don't merit it. You don't gain it by your own effort. God gives you for free. Grace means supernatural power and provision of God that will meet every need of your life by the Holy Spirit. I have to admit to you, when I read this sermon, this is one of the most difficult sermon to preach for me. I told Pastor Dar three times yesterday, wow, this sermon is tough to preach because it's all conceptual. I just want you to understand and it's not easy to make people understand this spiritual concept because it's spiritual, it's not scientific. And I prayed a while ago when I was sitting up there reading my sermon four times. I said, God, I need your grace to be able to preach this sermon. God, give me supernatural ability Give me supernatural power by the Holy Spirit to be able to get the job done today, to explain what it means to have the grace, abundant grace and the gift of righteousness so that your people in this church can rule and reign in life. Amen? I can be a neurosurgeon in Seattle by the grace of God. God, give me supernatural ability and favor to be able to draw all the patients to me, and I can earn the living by being a neurosurgeon. Some of us can stand up here to sing worship song by the grace of God. It's not your own effort, but it's by His supernatural ability and power. Amen? I know, know that we have this building by the grace of God. Amen? And many of you are sitting here. We have a lot of new folks now in the church. And when I look at you, I see you as the grace of God. I don't deserve to to sit here. But God sent you here to be with us, with me and Pastor Da and all the members in this church. I'm talking about newcomers here, new members. By the grace of God. God graces to have good people like you. Amen? Grace is something God gives to us that we don't earn. How can we get the grace of God? By being humble. How many people want a lot of grace? Raise your hand up. How many people want God to support you, help you in everything? Everything you do, the grace of God show up. What do you do? Being humble. Amen? Learn to obey Him. But the Bible also says that we do not only reign by the grace, but we also reign by receiving. Everyone say receiving. How many people like to receive gift? Raise your hand up. I like to receive gift too. We want to receive gift. Gift means free. You don't have to pay. Is that correct? When you receive a gift and somebody say, "Uh, five bucks, it's not a gift anymore. You buy it. But gift means free. He gives you free gift of righteousness. You cannot reign in life without the abundance of grace I mean the power and the provision and the favor of the holy spirit in your life to do the job to get the job done but you also need the free gift of righteousness the problem is many christians on earth here are not ruling are not reigning because they don't have any clue or understanding or they don't even know about the gift of righteousness. They don't even receive the gift of righteousness. They don't understand. They're not operating in the knowledge of the word righteousness. They may hear the word, they may read in the Bible, but they have no understanding. If you ask many Christians in the world today, do you believe that you are righteous? They will look at you and say, I would not say so. I have tried To live, right. But I am not righteous. I'm not like Jesus. I'm not like some holy person in the church. I make a lot of mistakes every single day. But I want to tell you the good news. Righteousness is not about what you do. Righteousness is a position. Righteousness is your title. People call Saint St. Peter, St. Paul. You are saying too. You are righteous people. It's a position. Do I still eat rice at home? Yes. Do I still eat Pad Thai and Bun Thich Neung and Chai Yor? Because my wife has Vietnamese background. Yes. But I am American citizen by position. You see what I mean? By position, I am an American citizen. Do I still make mistakes each day as a Christian? Yes, I'm not a perfect man. I make mistakes. I sin sometimes. Sometimes I get mad and blow up. And my wife had to forgive me. But by position, I am righteous. Righteousness is the position. And you need to know about it in order to rule and reign. If you are really a born-again Christian, You are righteous, but you are not righteous by your own righteousness. You are not righteous because of your effort or your own good deeds. You are righteous by the righteousness of God. Let me repeat one more time. You are righteous by the righteousness of God. The subject about righteousness is not widely known, taught and practiced and believed. This is why most Christians, in general, are not reigning in life. When sickness comes, they cannot fight. When the devil attacks them, they just, okay, you can attack me, I cannot fight with you because I'm just a poor sinner. I'm just a weak Christian. I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher, I'm not an evangelist like somebody. I'm not that anointed to fight with you. It's not about you have the anointing. It's about you know who you are in Christ. Amen? If you don't know who you are in Christ, the devil is going to take advantage of you. Amen? How do you reign in life? You reign by having the gift of righteousness. Everyone say righteousness. is a gift. It's a gift. Righteousness is not something you attain. Righteousness is not something that you develop. You cannot develop into righteousness. It is a gift. You must find out that you are righteous. Let's turn to each other and say, you are righteous. You need to know and believe that you are righteous because it's a gift of God. You need to know that you are righteous just like you know your name. How many people in this room don't know your name? Raise your hand up. If you don't know your name, I may need to get an MRI of your brain, whether you have Alzheimer's or not. You know your name, is that right? If you know your name, you should know that you are righteous as well. Because that is a basic, basic truth in the Bible for every believer. If we don't believe that we are righteous, we will not be able to rule and reign in life. And I'm going to explain to you, this sermon and the next sermon are going to go slow because I know this is a lot of concept here. A lot of you, is a very new concept to you and it takes some time to understand. We reign in life by the abundance of grace of the Holy Spirit and by the gift of righteousness. Even though some of you may have been a Christian for many years, even though some of you have a big ministry, worldwide ministry, You're such anointed. You are so good. You know all the Bible. You can read the Bible upside down. You can memorize all the scripture. You have a high position in the church. You have very big ministry. Let me tell you the truth. You are not more righteous than a brand new believer who just accepted Christ today. Because righteousness is not about what you do. It's a gift from God. Every Christian is as righteous as another Christian. It's the position. Can you tell me you are not as American as I am? You cannot. Even though I speak English with accent, beautiful accent, (laughs) to keep you awake all the time. If you come to this show, you cannot fall asleep because you have to listen carefully on my accent. I'm going to keep you awake. Even though I speak with accent, but you cannot tell that I'm not American. The same thing. No matter how long you have been a Christian, you are righteous. You cannot grow in righteousness. You cannot work it up because it's not your righteousness. It's God's righteousness that you become righteous. In other words, He put the cloth on you, the cloth of righteousness. Jesus in you, you are in Him, and He is righteous He is in you. His righteousness make you righteous by position. You cannot increase righteousness in your life, but you can increase righteous act. It's a different issue. By position, you are righteous. You ask me the question, can I grow as a Christian? You cannot grow in righteousness, but you can grow in holiness. You can grow in Christ's likeness. Your lifestyle, your speech, the way of life, you can grow to become more and more like Christ. But your position, still the same. You are righteous by the righteousness of God. We need to settle this issue, that we are all righteous by the righteousness of God. The Bible did not say that you rule and reign by your holiness. No. By the gift of righteousness. We have to stick with the Bible. The Bible did not say, you rule and reign because you are more holy than another person or because you are more Christ-like, but become more like Christ than another person. No, he said, by the abundance of grace and by the gift of righteousness. Amen? Why we have to talk about this issue, about ruling and reigning? Because the condemned one, the guilty ones, And the timid ones cannot reign in life. If you walk in this city with the condemning feeling inside you, oh, I'm a poor guy. God doesn't love me. I'm just a weak Christian. I'm nothing. I'm a dirt ball. If you walk around with a timid spirit, God doesn't love me. I'm just nothing. I'm just a member in the church. I'm not a pastor. I don't have any position in the church. If you think like that, even though it's not true, it's a lie of the enemy. If you are a guilty person all the time, you're full of guilt, how can you rule and reign? How can you tell the devil, get out of here from my life? You cannot rule and reign. You cannot tell sickness to leave your body. Because every time you're going to say, oh, but I'm bad. I'm not good enough. I'm just an old sinner. I live on earth here as a defeated sinner. I still make a lot of mistakes. Yes, we all make mistakes. I have to wait until I die. And when I show up in heaven, then I can rule and reign in heaven. If you think that way, you are trying to tell God that it takes death to finish the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to die first before the work of Jesus is done. No. Actually, death is the enemy of God. And in fact, if you are not righteous now, you cannot go to heaven anyway. You have to be the same or the righteous people in order to go to heaven. Therefore, we need to understand that God gives us the gift of righteousness. And we receive that gift to become a righteous person, don't try to earn it, don't try to pay for it, don't try to work for it. You cannot work to get saved. It's all the gift. Salvation is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. A lot of people think that in order to get salvation, they need to work hard, especially uh, Asian people who come from Buddhist background. Buddhist teachers that in order to gain something, you have to work hard for it. But it's not true. It's a gift. You don't need to pay. You just believe and receive. Amen? Amen. Everyone say believe. Believe. And receive. Salvation is a gift. God paid for you already. You receive by faith. A lot of you may think, Pastor, I was taught that salvation is about only going to heaven. Yes, going to heaven is good, but I want to let you know that is not a full gospel. Salvation is not just about God forgive your sin and you live in this life defeated, a victim of the enemy. No, salvation is not just only be taken out from hell and go to heaven. It's more than that. When you are saved, you are not just going to heaven, but you are ruling and reigning in life by the gift of righteousness. You can have salvation today in this world, not waiting to go to heaven. Amen? Praise God. When you are saved, you become a new creation. You become righteous. And you become a son and a daughter of God. Salvation is not just going to heaven. You change your position from being a sinner to be a saint. To be a righteous person by the righteousness of God. Everyone point to each other and say, you are a saint. A righteous person. Not only that you are a righteous person, but you are also a son and a daughter of the almighty God. You need to know who you are before you can rule and reign in life. Amen? You can walk with your chest up, chin up in life. And when the devil comes to you, you look at the devil. (laughs) You'll try to mess up with a son of the king of the universe. You're going to touch a saint like me, a righteous person. If you cannot get to that point of your life, you can ruin rain. I'm not talking about being prideful. I'm not talking about being harsh and arrogant and pushy. I'm talking about bonus in the spirit. How can you fight? I remember when I was a uh, I was a third-degree black belt taekwondo. And I went to northeast of Thailand to be in a tournament. And the first man I had to fight with, he was about, at that time, the light weight is about 110 pounds to 200 pounds. And my is 110 pounds. And the other guy is 200 pounds. That's light weight. And this man is an American soldier who went to Vietnam War. He is a black gentleman, about this tall, big chest, and his black belt, he stands like this. And I look at him. The first reaction, whew. <laughs> his chest is so big. And I'm just 18 years old, first year college student. And this man is a soldier from America. He was standing up, and my coach said to me, You will win. You will win. You will win. <laughs> it seemed impossible. (laughs) But the first thing I have to do when I get into that floor to fight with this man is to say, I am trained by a great master. I am very good. I can kick very fast. I can jump out. I'm good. I'm going to win. And that's what I thought that day. I was going to win this man. And I did. Praise God. <laughs> the same thing where I am now in my, <laughs> in my sermon. <laughs> I get lost. <laughs> when I talk about this, I still remember that day very well. <laughs> in order to fight and have victory, you need to know who you are. No matter how small you are, how old believer you are or young believer, you need to know that I have the grace of God with me. I'm not going to fight this with my own effort. I'm not going to do this with my own strength. The grace is with me. Two, you need to know I am righteous. I am not a guilty one. I'm not a condemned one. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm a saint. Is that right? Right. I'm not condemned anymore. And I have the gift of righteousness. I'm going to fight the enemy. I'm bold. I'm not afraid of the enemy in order to be able to rule and reign in life. Amen. Amen. Now you get what, what I try to bring you to, why we need to understand the gift of righteousness. Many Christians don't understand what happened to their life after they get saved. A lot of times you don't hear the full gospel. Oh, get saved means God forgive you. You just miss hell one inch and get to heaven. One inch. No, it's not just missing hell one inch. You are the son and a daughter of God. And you are righteous. And I'm going to show you scripture by scripture. That's why I say I cannot finish this sermon today. I need to preach slowly to get into your spirit until when one day you walk out of this room, you walk out. Mm, yes, Amen. Yes, <laughs> I want you to get it. I don't want you to walk out of this room with just hate knowledge. I want you to get into your spirit, Amen. Let's look at First John chapter three verse one. First John chapter three verse one. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called Children of God. Everyone say, children of God. You're not sinners anymore. You're not defeated fool anymore. You're not just a human being on earth anymore. You are a child of the living God who created the heavens and the earth, who rules and reigns over heaven, earth, and under the earth. You are a child of God. You need to understand your position. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Let me explain this scripture from the practical point of view before we go on to talk about the gift of righteousness. The Apostle John said that, look at this. What kind of love the Father has given to us. He did not save us to be a servant or to be a slave or to be just a robot sitting on the shelf that he just enjoy playing with it, playing with that robot, playing with that baby. You are not just a, a toy that he play with. He said that after he save us, he makes us his child, his son and daughter. He adopted us into his family. And he said that, the Apostle John said that, the world does not know Him. And that's why they don't know us. If the world know Him, they will know us who we are. And then they want to be like us. I hope you get this, what it means. If you know your God, who God is, the Almighty God, who created the heavens and the earth by just spoken word, the God who is full of love and mercy, and gentleness, the God of grace, the God who cares for you so much, if you know your God, you know who you are. Because you know that you are a child of that kind of God. Amen. The world doesn't know God. I want to encourage all of you to have spiritual insight. I notice that a lot of people sitting in the church without spiritual insight. They just come here to get social, to listen to nice sermon and go home. They don't have spiritual understanding. And this even happened, or this kind of thing, the lack of the spiritual understanding happened all this history. I'll give you an example. The Jews or the children of Israel preach about the Messiah in the synagogue from the book of Isaiah and Deuteronomy and all the Old Testament. They preach about Him, preach, preach, preach in the Old Testament. But what happened when Jesus showed up in the synagogue? They wanted to stone Him. They wanted to kill Him. They rejected Him. They did not understand and have spiritual insight of who Jesus is at all, even though He preached about Him. And that's the same thing happened in the church. Some of you may know the Bible very well. Some of you may memorize the Scripture, go through a lot of Bible classes but you don't know Jesus. And when the presence of God show up in the church, when God touch people, the presence of God show up, you put your hand up. What is going on here? Why God show up? And you get mad when the presence of God show up. You know the Bible, but you don't know Him. Like the Old Testament religious leader, they knew about the Word, but they did not know God. And that's why their life is in a mess. The same thing in the church. We must make sure. We need to see to it that we understand who God is and welcome Him. We must know what is valuable and not what not valuable. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians are trained to not welcome the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is moving in the church, they walk away, run out, and say, I just want the Word only. I don't want the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that is a big mistake. They do the same thing like the Jews was doing. were doing. The Jews, they preach about Jesus. They're only the word, the word, the word, the word. But when Jesus walked into the synagogue, what is this man? He is just a son of Joseph and Mary. They did not recognize him. Today, are we recognizing the presence of the Holy Spirit? Are we welcoming his presence and know him or not? or we reject Him. Unfortunately, most Christians in the world reject the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit show up in the church, no, 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 don't come here. We just want to go on with our own program and tradition. They don't want the Holy Spirit. Do you recognize the man of God that God used to bless you? Some Christians don't have the spiritual understanding about the man of God and the woman of God that God put upon the church. And they abuse them, abuse this pastor, talk bad about them, stone them. Until one day they die and then say, oh, wow, I should not have stoned him. He's a good man. <laughs> he died already. We need to have spiritual discernment. Who Jesus is. Who is the Holy Spirit. Who is the anointed man of God that God put upon your life to help you and to train you. And then we should honor and recognize and welcome Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the man and the woman of God. Amen? If you want to rule and reign, you need to have a spiritual insight. Amen? Look at what the Bible says in verse 2. 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are children of God. And He has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When Jesus appears in glory for the second coming, as a great king, the first time he came as a carpenter. He's a son of a carpenter. But the second time he's going to come as the king of all kings. He's going to come in glory down from heaven with archangels and bunch of the, the army of angels blowing the trumpet, come down as king. Are we going to stand there and welcome Him and we are thrilled to meet Him or not? The only way you can be thrilled to meet Him is that you know that you are righteous, you are born again, you are saved, you receive the gift of righteousness, And you know that you're going to see him with your own eyes, face to face, and you shall see who he is. And you recognize, Jesus, I'm so happy because I am like you. I look like you. You are righteous, and I'm righteous. You are the firstborn, the son of God. I am also the offspring of God, a son and a daughter of God. You see the picture here? When you stand there, when Jesus comes back, ah, you are the first son. I am a son of God too. And this is what you look like. You are holy and pure and righteous. I am too. I'm pure, holy and righteous. We look alike. You meet Jesus with excitement. Not like, oh, I'm just a sinner. I make a lot of mistakes in my life. No way. You're going to meet Jesus with excitement. That's what John tried to say. When he revealed, we shall be like him. You will look like Jesus. He looked like you and you look like him in glory. He has glory. We have glory. He is righteous. We are righteous. He is the Son of God. We are a son and a daughter of God. We are in the same position in the eyes of the Father. Amen. You need to come to realization of this truth so that you can rule and reign in life. Amen. Why did Jesus have to come into the earth? Jesus was righteous already in heaven. He was in the presence of the Father in heaven before he came to the world. But why did he have to come to die on the cross? Why did he have to go through all the suffering, all the feeling that you felt, he felt the same thing? He was tempted in all points as you have been tempted. Why he has to go through the suffering of receiving the sin of the whole world, and on the cross he say, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you to go through all these things for you and me, so that we can have the exchange? He received your sin, and he can give you his righteousness. It's the exchange happened on the cross. That day he took your sin." and condemnation and guilt. And then He gives you righteousness so that you don't have to be under condemnation and guilt and sin any longer. Now you receive the gift of righteousness that the Lord Jesus Christ have purchased and paid for you already. Done deal. Everyone say, I'm righteous. Let me ask the next question before I close this sermon, and continue next Sunday. Is Jesus still on the cross, condemned by our sin? Is Jesus still suffering on the cross in Palestine today? Where is Jesus today? Jesus is full of glory today. He is at the right hand of the Father, sit on the throne, ruling and reigning. Everything is under His feet now, today. He is ruling and reigning and He paid the price already. He gave us the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace. And the Bible says, we shall be like Him. In other words, now we are not a poor sinner anymore. We have been seated with Christ in heavenly realm. heavenly realm We are in the position of a son and a daughter of God, full of glory and honor and love of God acceptance of God. Jesus is not on the cross anymore. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And we are like Him today. Do you get it? Jesus is not in a condemned situation anymore. He is in a glory situation. And we are in a glory situation now. Circumstances and position. Everyone say I am. am. Righteous. Righteous. I am a child of God. I'm full of His righteousness. As Jesus is full of glory, I am full of glory. I have the abundance of grace. I have the gift of righteousness. I am a son and a daughter of a king. I can stand up with my chest up, my chin up, and rule and reign. It doesn't matter how big the opponent is. My enemy is. I have abundance of grace. I can kick him down. I can fly kick. Psychic. I am more than conquerors. In Christ Jesus. Do you learn something today? I know this is a difficult subject to preach because it's all conceptual. It's not physical. But we will continue next Sunday to look at the Scripture more and more to make sure, okay, it's one thing about just learning a little bit and, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's another thing. Is yes! I got it! I got it! I understand now it's my life. It's a different thing. I want you to get to that point. Yes, I get it. It's my life now. I believe it. I walk in it. I live it. That's my life. It's not just a nice theological knowledge in your brain. That's what I want to do. To make you get it, that you are righteous and you're gonna rule and reign in life. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this word. We thank you for showing us the truth and the truth to set us free. We believe, Father, that your people will really understand and receive the revelation from heaven who they are in Christ. Lord, it's your will that not even one of your children will be defeated in life, will live in defeat but they will rule and reign in this life help them father to have the understanding and walk in the truth practice the truth father thank you lord we love you we bless you in Jesus mighty name amen
0: we trust that this message is ministered to you